And what if, instead of only marveling at a piece of work and disassociate ourselves from that, what if we started marveling at our fucking selves? What if we feel into our complexities without the motive of fixing or healing or streamlining or making it easier? What if we took our gift of seeing others and their moments and their truth and directed our gaze back at ourselves? To recognize this is the origin of my lens and the place from which I have the ability to recognize what only I can. And we start becoming more and more aware of the ways in which to allow our impulses to come forth, our work will naturally grow exponentially. Help Me See is a podcast that redefines the word vision through vulnerable and real conversations, my own private introspective ramblings about the things that I think about in the wee hours of the morning, and my deep core belief that your nothingness is your everything, and all you have to do is see. I'm Bianca Mora. I'm your host. I am an educator, a photographic artist, and I believe that your daily photo habit can be the key to unlocking the ability to be more present in your everyday life and live deeper into your intention and purpose. We're not about the small talk here. Grab your coffee, get cozy, and let's talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Help Me See. Today, I have a special treat for you. I am actually uploading a sample clip of one of the videos from my upcoming course, Your Bigger Picture. Uh, for photographic artists. And I'm doing that for multiple reasons. One, I think it's just really cool to be able to feel the energy of, of an offering to decide if it's something that feels really exciting and right for you. Um, but two, I just, regardless of this course, I, I feel really strongly about this content. And I, <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night. I talk about the story in there, so I won't repeat myself too much right now, but my kid woke me up. It was two 30 in the morning and my brain just started spinning out and like putting together all of these chaotic disjointed pieces that I've been trying to find words for. Um, like if I had a shred of energy at that time, I would have put up my pointer finger and said, by George, I've got it. <laughs> Who knows? I'll probably hate myself and everything I say in like two hours, but well, <laughs> for now I'm super stoked. Um, no, I'm kidding around, but I know we all know how it is. <laughs> um, I also think this is just a really powerful thought process for life in general. And a lot of it is about recognizing what we feel is so powerful that we choose to witness and we choose to point out or single out by photographing it. Um, 
and really coming to a deep knowing and understanding that we're only able to see it because it exists in us and we don't have to do anything other than see it. We don't need to fix it. We don't need to change it. We don't need to do anything other than witness it. And that's kind of an echo chamber for a million other things in life. Anyway, so here it is. I know um, the past few episodes have been pretty heavy in this content uh, around the photographic arts. And it's most definitely because I am deep in this creation process and finishing this up. Um, I do plan on having some really exciting guests coming up soon. So we're going to be spicing it up a little bit in that regard. But I'm also so enthralled by this digging in this area. And I wanted to throw it out there. If you are a photographic artist that listens to this podcast and you have thoughts that you want to share or questions, or I don't know, what I do know is that I want to hear from you. I want to hear what is on top, what feels important what you deeply want and what you feel strongly about. So if you feel inclined or feel the pull to share and connect, go ahead and send me a message and I would love to hear from you. If you are interested in learning more and staying updated about when this course is launching, uh, go ahead to the link in bio and sign up for the wait list. Okay, up, up, and away. So if I know anything about you as the result of knowing about me, it's that you are desperately committed to making powerful work. You want to make work that matters, that really matters. But what makes powerful work? You know, I've been thinking about this a lot and trying to find the words to articulate it. And last night at like 2.30 in the morning, my kid woke me up and I was getting him back to bed and my mind just started going and I ended up writing for like an hour straight. (laughs) And I'll probably refer to the writing at some point during this, but... I want to share this at this point in the course before we move forward, because I really want to ground us in, in recognizing where the power lies um, and just remind you that the power is in you. It is not external, powerful work. uh, It's not the result. It is not really purely the aesthetics I think too often we focus on the end product and technique. I think the only thing that makes a piece of work powerful is when whether or not you have the same experience of it, the feeling 
the feeling of the connection between the artist's intent and the piece of work is just felt. It's just, it cuts like a knife. It's like the product, the piece of work, the photograph is a living, not living, representation of this inner dialogue that the artist was having with whatever it is that they were making. Even if it doesn't matter to the viewer, even if it's irrelevant really to the experience that they're having of it, it's anything but irrelevant to the ability of that work to have been able to come into existence in the first place. So while I don't believe that you as the artist have to be able to clearly articulate your why and uh, the grand plan and all that other heavy shit that overwhelms and makes us feel like, well, doesn't this defeat the purpose? I'm making art because I don't have the words. (laughs) I need to make something. (laughs) Uh, I believe that when your soul is able to recognize the space between what you're creating and what you're feeling, and you're aware of that connection, you start to build this invincible trust in yourself. You gain deeper satisfaction and there is depth to the work that's rich with possibility and meaning. And what if that very space between what you are creating and what you're feeling is only made possible by the allowing of your impulses in the purest sense, instead of trying to correct ourselves at every turn? What if healing ourselves for the sake of ourselves or our work or what have you is really just stopping trying to fucking fix us? I recently listened to a podcast episode with Simone Soul and Karen Hawkwood, and uh, I'll I'll have to link it because it's really really good. They were discussing the art of paradox. That's the title of the episode, and in the context of the self and how we all have different parts of ourselves that are so strong but can be in direct conflict with each other inside of us. But that doesn't make either part wrong. It makes it fucking interesting. It can make it hard, can make it painful at times, but it makes it so that you get to have this completely unique sensitivity, understanding, and ability to perceive the world in front of you in only the way you can. Like it's mind boggling to me when you think about how different each person is and the points of contention inside of them that enable them to recognize the moments that only they can in the external world. So why is it that we love the photographs that we take and the moments that we see? It's the recognition of something that has so many different dimensions in it and marveling at that. Like the most powerful moments and photographs and art is when you're looking at something that visually just quenches your vision's thirst and you love looking at it, but you can also see beyond the aesthetics, all of the different meanings and metaphors and threads and 
interesting conversations that exist within this one piece of work. And what if, instead of only marveling at a piece of work and disassociate ourselves from that, what if we started marveling at our fucking selves? What if we feel into our complexities without the motive of fixing or healing or streamlining or making it easier? What if we took our gift of seeing others and their moments and their truth and directed our gaze back at ourselves? So I reckon with a lot of things, okay, I am confused a lot of the time. I find it nearly impossible to find the right words. Uh, It's taken me months to finally come to a place, even with this topic right now that I feel like I can talk about it. And it really feels like I'm putting my finger on what exactly I want to address and say, and even still, there's just so much more to the conversation. Um, But what I do know clearly and what I have been able to find a home in and a peace in is one, to me, the essence of taking a photograph is saying this, that distilled down to its core Taking a photograph is a human being looking at something and saying this. I see this. There isn't judgment. There is fascination and deep appreciation. And you're offering your acknowledgement and gratitude for this moment through the act of engaged witnessing of it. And two, the other thing I know that might seem like a departure, but really it's a key piece that enabled me to make this distinction is that one of the core parts of my identity in my life is my motherhood. And something that I don't struggle with is defining how I feel about motherhood because the word dichotomy fits the bill to the T. And it feels so right for me. And I'm committed to reminding myself every single day of how not only okay it is that I feel all at once these extremes in every second, but it's beautiful. So the connection I draw from this is what if we committed to witnessing ourselves the way we witness other people's moments? And what if we were able to find the point of dichotomy in ourselves and put our finger on it to merely say this? To recognize this is the origin of my lens and the place from which I have the ability to recognize what only I can. With tension of opposing desires, forces, feelings, comes a beautiful, beautiful opportunity to dance with nuance and distinctions, to isolate with specificity the exact reasons which something is so this and so that at the same exact time. 
Let's dance with discovery. Let's follow our threads. See rather than look and witness rather than judge or remedy. Just witness. A real life example of this, actually pretty current, is my recognition that in the work that I do, I have this craving for the natural in the experience, for it to feel as real as possible for them in many ways, even though I do give space uh, for for more posed and whatever needs to be. I I come into each session knowing that it's like a completely unique experience with a completely unique and new human being. Um, But I love the tension between natural real life and severe editing and weird abstraction. And before I was able to identify this distinction and just name it, I was making myself wrong without realizing it. I was scolding myself in ways for pushing my photographs too far. I had this layer of me that felt like I was defeating my own objective and contradicting myself by, you know, degrading the image quality or pushing the contrast too hard or pulling down the blacks. Um, when my, really my desire to do so was actually a means of me leaning into what I'm doing even more. Right. So when I think about it, I feel like my desire to distill and to really make this moment intense visually and hit is because I'm wanting to emphasize it even more. And it's not wrong that my editing and my treatment style isn't supernatural because I don't want it to be. I want the moments to be supernatural, supernatural, not supernatural. (laughs) But I love creating this deep push and pull within the editing treatment of the images just to make it even more intense for me and to like really illustrate how I feel about it. But how long would I have gone paralyzing myself from moving with my instinct? How long would I have gone with that insidious filter over me, prohibiting the pull of my vision? How long would I have felt the pain of resisting such an essential part of what makes me, me? Doing this work to find the feeling the source within yourself from which your vision breathes is essential in creative freedom and trust. I believe if we stop trying so hard to improve our work and ourselves, and we start becoming more and more aware of the ways in which to allow our impulses to come forth and witness them, our work will naturally grow exponentially. So this 
is what I believe is the most important thing you can do for yourself and your work. In the simplest terms that I can possibly come up with that feels good to me. This course is about taking your experience of taking a moment and photographing it and saying this and all the reasons why in which that's possible, turning it around and being able to look inside yourself and find the point, your constellation that make that witnessing possible and being able to say, oh, that, that is where that comes from. It doesn't make sense to me still. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to come with an artist statement necessarily. But I think finding that thread and being able to touch it almost, to being able to recognize a little bit more about why it is you so viscerally respond to what you're seeing. And so you feel like a deeper relationship with it. That is what not only will only what I just said exponentially grow and deepen your work and your practice, but the fulfillment and the inner trust that comes from that knowing, that is what matters. That is infinitely more valuable than your work improving. That is what we're here to discover and to talk about. And I'll close this with one final quote, actually. And I just found it that night. I had opened up. I was trying to get back to sleep after I came up with this and I wrote it. I was typing furiously for like an hour. Um, After this came out, I went to Insight Timer to listen to a meditation to try to get back to sleep. And Insight Timer has quotes that come up every time you open the app. And the quote that came up when I opened Insight Timer was perfect. The quote is by Socrates, and it says, Education is the kindling of a flame, not the filling of a vessel. And that is so important for me to articulate before we enter the rest of this experience. You do not need anything that is outside of yourself. There is nothing that I can give you that is better or more right than what you already know. This work that we're doing together is playing with uncovering, remembering. What we're doing is remembering the parts of ourselves that make this work possible and strengthening that bond and finding where incongruences 
so that we can make it more right for us. This experience is just kindling the flame that is already there. So let's come together in this space with this knowing that we have all of the magic in us to be able to make the most powerful, heart-wrenching, fulfilling, beautiful, life-giving work that we want to. Let's just play together and learn more about ourselves. Let's remember more about ourselves together. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you are not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.